as protests over the killing of George Floyd by Minneapolis police continue to erupt across the country and around the world, we are going we are going to look at the prospects for police reform and whether that's enough or if we need a full overhaul of policing in this country. Joining us this evening is Alex Vitali, a professor of sociology at Brooklyn College and author of The End of Policing. Alex has been a contributing writer for The Independent since 2012. Alex, welcome to the show. Hey, John. Thanks for having me on. You bet. It's great to have you with us. Uh, first of all, before we get into uh, some of the things you've written in your book and talked about elsewhere, what's your what's your assessment of the police performance uh, here in New York City and around the country over the past week? Well, I think that it's been pretty abysmal that I've seen just some horrific images, the, the, the beatings that were meted out at the Barclays Center, police vehicles driving into standing protesters on Flatbush Avenue, uh, just this kind of zero-tolerance attitude that has led to these dramatic escalations in, in police tactics. Right. And uh, can you talk about how the police forces around the country have been increasingly militarized over the past 10 or 20 years? Well, it's certainly true that, that really beginning in the 90s, we've seen this dramatic expansion in federal support and, and local and state support for the formation of all kinds of paramilitary units and, and outfitting them with hardware. But it's also about a kind of militaristic mindset the training, and also just the message they receive from political leaders that they're out there supposedly waging a war on drugs, a war on crime, a war on immigrants, a war on gangs, a war on terrorism. And this has led to this incredibly oppositional relationship between police and the public. Right. Now, um, a, a lot of uh, Officials, including the, um, the Obama administration, the de Blasio administration, I mean, they've called for, you know, building more trust between the police forces and, and the communities uh, they operate in. But you feel uh, that hasn't uh, really worked out as uh, as promoted. Uh, can you talk about why that is and where you would like to see things uh, go next? Well, I think that's the central issue here right now is that we've been told for five years, don't worry we're going to fix policing. We're going to give them some implicit bias training. We're going to have some police community encounter sessions. We're going to get them to uh, wear body cameras. We're going to create a civilian review board. And it has made absolutely no meaningful difference. The problem remains because the problem can't be fixed through those kinds of superficial procedural reforms. The problem is a, a massive problem of over-policing. We've unleashed police as the solution to every social problem under the sun, especially those involving poor and non-white communities. And that is the issue that is driving, I think, this outrage, is the, the not just the, the occasional outrage of a killing, but the tens of millions of totally unnecessary, low-level, punitive interactions between police and the public. So the Policing and Social Justice Project that I coordinate has called for 
reducing the NYPD budget by a billion dollars over the next five years. And to get the police out of schools, out of the mental health business, out of the drug business, out of the sex work business, out of the gang suppression business, we need to reduce the burden of policing instead of imagining that we can make them friendlier and nicer. Mm. And, uh, uh, I mean, city council will be hashing out uh, New York City's annual budget in uh, in this month of June. Uh, what are the prospects for uh, uh, starting to defund the, uh, the NYPD uh, taking hold uh, here at, at the city council this month? Well, it's just outrageous that the mayor left the police department as basically the only city department with no cuts, that he has bent over backwards to embrace the sort of the most reactionary elements in city government and and then call himself a progressive. The good news is, is that a really large collection of organizations and coalitions have come together around a defund the police message in a way that they never have before. A lot of groups that in the past embraced, you know, a little accountability measure, get the police to show you their business card when they harass you, you know, these (laughs) things are now showing much more clarity that the the only way we're going to make progress is to get these people out of our lives in every way we possibly can. Mm. And And I think think the budget committee is feeling the heat. I think the budget committee is feeling the heat. Uh, And I think we're going to see some cuts to the NYPD. But I encourage people to call Donovan Richards, the chair of the Public Safety Committee, and Danny Drum, the chair of the Finance Committee, and demand that they cut the police department and not the education department. Right. And, and, I mean, the the kind of cuts you envision, uh, starting with $200 million this year, I mean, among other things, it could preserve the Summer Youth uh, Employment Program, which – uh, is facing uh, complete elimination this year and, and was uh, slated to serve 75,000 young people. Can you talk about the trade-off of eliminating that program to continue fully funding the NYPD? Sure. I mean, we can achieve a $200 million savings so easily just through attrition and some cuts to overtime. So, I mean, the cuts could go even deeper. And that would allow us to put back funding for all kinds of positive interventions. The irony here is that some politicians like Jumani Williams and others went along with expanding the NYPD a few years ago under Mark Viverito on the condition that they get summer jobs money. But what are they getting in the end? They're getting more police and no summer jobs. And those summer jobs are crucial to keeping the peace in the summer, to keeping young people, not just keeping them busy, but keeping them feeling like they're on a positive track, that something is going to happen for them, that they have a stake in conformity, if you will. And so we're turning our backs on those young people when we should be doing exactly the opposite. All righty. Well, we'll have to leave it there, but that's a story we're going to definitely continue to follow in the month of of the month of June, uh, whether, whether, popular pressure can uh, finally force some cuts in the NYPD budget and redirect that money to some uh, more useful uh, purposes. Alex, thank you so much for joining us this evening. You're most welcome, John. All right. That's Alex Vitale, author of The End of Policing, an excellent book to check out if you're interested in this subject. And you can also follow Alex on uh, Twitter. 
he's a regular presence there.